Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at calvarychapellubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. Continuing from last week, okay, we've, we've got to put on our thinking caps. We've got to really uh, focus in. Here's, here's what we learned. We learned that the closer we are to the rapture, okay, everybody knows the rapture. It's, it's what Paul talked about, guys. It's the hard podzo. It's the, it, it, but the closer we are to the rapture, the more birth pangs we're, we're going to see. See, as we get closer and the Lord's about to come and, and, and we're going to see a lot of this, but the closer the distance between the coming of the Lord for his people and the tribulation, the more of the birth pangs that we'll experience. So we've seen some of them. We talked about that. And you go, well, I'm not sure. Well, for example, we know that Russia, along with Iran and Turkey, we know them right now. They've been having secret meetings, if you will, joining forces. Now, you need to understand. You go, well, that's not a big deal. The Middle East people have been doing. No, 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 no. Here, here's the, the crux of this, guys. Russia and Iran, they've all, been, they've all been enemies up until now. And now they're saying, hey, let's get chummy. And, and you have all of these things. And, and so you have enemies who are now in, in 2023, guys, coming together and joining forces. Keep an eye on that. And this, from the Jerusalem Post, it says, Russia, Turkey, and Iran held a virtual meeting Wednesday to coordinate its efforts in Syria. They've been holding similar meetings, we didn't know about this, since 2017, and basically it's part of what's called the Anastana process. And so they've been meeting. Here's their goal, it says, through the Jerusalem Post. Their goal has increasingly converged, and their statement last week appeared aimed at undermining the U.S. role in eastern Syria and isolating U.S. partner forces. The statement also condemned Israel for its actions in Syria. They called Israel's action destabling and did not pinpoint which Israeli actions they meant. That's what's going on. So remember, remember, again, like I said, the imminent return of Jesus could happen at any time. And we go, amen. The closer the rapture to the tribulation, the more we're going to see of this. Okay? Now, pastor, I got a question. What if we don't see anything at all? Like, what if we don't, we hear about these secret meetings, but we really don't see, no, 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 we're, we're seeing some things. But here's, here's what we know. We'll know it's still going to happen because we know it's future, but the farther the rapture is from the tribulation, the rest we'll see. You understand that. Okay, let me, let me paint this picture. Paul told us in Thessalonians that we are going to be harpazo. He's, we're, going to, we're going to hear the trump and the dead in Christ shall rise first. We who are alive and remain are going to be caught up. That word is harpazo. We're caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Now, automatically through all the movies and the things that we've been taught, we think that the rapture starts the tribulation. It doesn't start the tribulation. You've got to remember, I want you to think of this world. Think of a world that's just so broken because Christians are gone. Christians, millions of Christians are gone, and all of a sudden, you've got, you've got the banks collapsing because all the money that you've put into your house and you're, and, and you're funneling back and forth is gone. Now, they still have the money sitting in your bank account, but, but you're not making the payment for the house, okay? 
Then you got to think the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed because you're driving home, you hear the sound, and your car goes off and, and crashes into homes and businesses and, and, and so forth. So, so it's, it's complete. And this is not just the United States. This is worldwide. So you've got this huge financial collapse. You've got this huge global collapse. You know this can happen, okay? All of a sudden, the powers that be will all of a sudden start to get. Don't let anybody in. Don't let anybody out. We don't know what's going on. Millions of people are disappearing. We don't know what it is. And so we have to lock down. And so now they're locking down. The Bible says that the food that we have in Lubbock, Texas, it doesn't say Lubbock, but let me give you an example. The Bible says that the food we have in Lubbock is only, is only enough to feed 20% of the people. 20% of the people. So all of a sudden, we're out of here. Guess what's going to happen? As true as true can be, whoever's left is going to run to the grocery store and, and hoard everything they can. Why? They've heard the Bible stories. They've heard, they haven't committed their life to Jesus, but they know, oh, this could be, well, I don't know what it is. I've got to get food. We've got to get supplies. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future. So they'll wipe out Lubbock, all the stores completely in a matter of minutes. They'll wipe them out. Thank God we're not going to be here. We're not going to be here. Now, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time between the rapture. Oh, we've got, we've got cleanup duty. We've got to figure what's going on. It could be months. It could be as long as a year. Or the Antichrist could come on the scene. Now, when does the tribulation start? This is just knowledge. You're not going to be here. But just know, the tribulation will start at the signing of the peace treaty. Now, what you need to know is the Word of God says that it's our, it could already be in effect, but not signed. It's, it's could already, somebody could propose it today. Hey, let's have a peace, there's a peace treaty. We want to let the Jews back on, give them the Temple Mount. We're going to split it in half, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, that could lay in somebody's off. No, we're fighting, you got this. And then, as soon as the Antichrist signs, that's when the tribulation starts. Now, in order for people to submit to the Antichrist, to uh, follow him, if you will, he has to look like a savior. So, with the world collapsing, people gone, banks collapsing, money gone, all of this stuff, you have somebody who's going to step up and say, hey, here's how we need to identify you. You need to take this mark so we know, and then we'll... we'll, we'll We'll put X amount of money in your bank account. You'll be okay. You can pay your houses. You can get back to, what's that word, guys? Normal. Do you remember that word? Normal. And still even today, after our past pandemic, people are still waiting for normal, and normal's not ever going to come back. We're never going to see, oh, sure, you can get on a plane now. You can fly. You don't need a mask in most places, but it's not ever going to be normal. Normal. So, the point is, we could be raptured, and it could be months, it could be six months, it could be a year, we don't know. But the closer the rapture, the tribulation is to the rapture, the more we'll see. We'll start seeing things unfold. We may or may not see Ezekiel 38 as far as this amazing, crazy, inexplicable, inexplicable war 
that's going to happen in Israel. Why? Because the Bible says in Ezekiel 38, let me give you a nutshell, this in a nutshell, that, that Israel's not going to be able to come to the defense. They're, they're not going to be ready, and God's going to step in and supernaturally wipe out this coalition. And, and he says, I'm going to do that so the world would know that I'm God. And everyone in the world would go, wow, he's, how did that happen? How did that happen? So this is where we are. Now, remember, Jesus told his disciples and us in Luke 12, 54 to 56, write that down, it's going to be on the screen. He says, then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately say, a shower is coming. And so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather. And there is. Hypocrites! You can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? Do you see that? He's, he's the weatherman. He goes, y'all are weathermen. You guys know this. And he says, you can look and go, oh, I think it's going to rain tonight. I see those clouds coming in. And, and, and so... Oh, 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 it's going to be, I can feel, whatever he says, he says, guys, you can see it coming, but how can you not discern the times? How can you not? And Jesus makes a lot of sense. Why? Because really what he's saying is he gave us a brain to use. We can see that, that things have changed and will continue to change. You go, well, what should we do? Okay, keep your eyes on what's going on in the world. Now, let me just say this. Here's the admonition. Here's the warning. Don't watch too much news, but the news you do watch, just pay attention. Watch what's going on. Look, Get good, credible sources that are telling you the truth. Why? Because when Jesus talked to us, guess what he said? He said, and he told his disciples, he says, see that you're not deceived. So you know the world, you know the devil, you know he's out to deceive us. And so if we get our information from just one source, guess what happens? We're just going to believe that and be like, oh, no, everything's fine. Oh, this has been happening for so long and this is... No, get your... Get your but, but again, keep your eyes. Be awake. Be ready. Be ready. Be thinking, oh, what... What, what does God want to do with me? How can I be a blessing? You see, listen to me, church. Here's the admonition to you and to me. God didn't save us so that we can sit and just, and just do life. He saved us so that we can bring glory to his name. We can reach out to those in Lubbock, Texas. We can go to, to Texas. We can go to the United... Whatever God tells us, this is what God has called us to do. And so the purpose of the study tonight is to remind us that we should be about our Father's business. About our Father's business. Now, I have some good news. I have some very good news. Listen, you won't be here on earth to see the fulfillment of Revelation chapter 4 to chapter 19. We will be gone. Okay. Once you put your faith and trust in God, once you believe, once, once you... Here's what the Bible says, and I want to make this very clear. Once you're born again, and, and you just know, you just know... Your life has changed intrinsically, inside out. It's changed, and, and, and you love Jesus, and, and you're not perfect, but you love Jesus, and, and you want to be, and you just believe he died, 
You believe he died on the cross for you. You believe he was buried. You believe he rose again. You believe with all of your heart you're coming back. And how do I know that? I know that based on your prayers. Why? Because who would you pray to if you didn't believe? No, you believe. And you believe God hears your prayers. And you believe he answers you. And you trust in the sovereignty of God, meaning, Lord, I'm going to pray this prayer. I'm going to pray for our loved ones. We're going to pray that people get saved for reals, and we're going to see revival in our town. Lord, I'm going to pray, but Lord, I'm also going to trust your sovereignty. That's how I know. So there's nothing written there regarding the tribulation has anything to do with us. Now, because we're a Bible teaching church, I need to give you what, what three schools of thought, just so you have them down. At Calvary Chapel, we believe in a pre-trib rapture. That means that we're going to go before the tribulation. Okay? That is our hope. More times than not, biblically speaking, it talks about the Lord saving us from the wrath of God. Can I get an amen? But... It doesn't mean that we won't experience any tribulation. It won't, it won't mean that we won't have a little bit of, of attacks on our lives. It won't mean, it just means that we're not going to experience the seven years. You go, amen. I'm, that's why I'm here, Pastor. But then you have those that go, no, 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 no. I'm a mid-trib. You see, I think the church is going to experience the first three years of the tribulation. And then right in the middle, three and a half years, the Lord's going to come and take us back. And they can prove it in the Bible. They can, and, and then you go, no, 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 I'm not a mid-trib. I'm actually a post-trib, which means, which means after seven years, the church is going to experience this, and we'll, go, we'll all go through the tribulation. And then right at the seven-year mark, the Lord's going to rapture us. Um, it's, I think it's silly in the sense that if he were to rapture us at the end, and then we turn around and come right back down to fight in the Battle of Armageddon, it just doesn't make sense. But there are, but, but there are, there are loving people who believe this. There, there are people who don't believe in a preacher. And you know what? It's okay. We can agree to disagree and still be brothers in the Lord. But I'm on the first busload out of here. If you want to stick around, that's up to you. If you want to go in the middle, I don't even need to be a fly on the wall because the Lord tells me what it's going to be like all through Revelation. I mean, I don't want to be here. And I can't even do justice to what God said in Revelation because it's going to be far worse than I could even paint pictures of. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Pastor, question. Yes. Well, really, what should we do? Well, we know the tribulation is coming. We know the rapture is coming. So what should we do? Note with me what Jeremiah tells us we should do. You ready? Jeremiah 17 7 and 8 said, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will be not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. What should we do, guys? Guys, we blessed are you and I, who trusts in the Lord. Who trusts in the Lord. Church, can I ask you a question? Do you trust in the Lord? Jeremiah says you're blessed. 
You're blessed. I mean, think about it. He says, you know, what, you know what you look like? You look like a tree planted by the waters. By the waters. Justin, who's not here tonight, he's a tree trimmer. He's a tree guy. Came over to my house. We have a big tree in front. Had him trim that tree because for some reason that tree was so overgrown that it was killing my grass in the front. And so I said, hey, I need to... Anyway... He came in, and, and immediately he's like, hey, this is a so-and-so tree. And I said, well, I got one in the back, and, and I have one in the back that's dying. Some of it's dying. He goes, oh, we've got to cut this, we've got to cut this, we've got to cut this. And I said, okay. He says, you know that tree in the front? That's a healthy tree. It's getting its water source from somewhere. It's going really deep. And I was like, wow, because it is. But the tree in the back, it can't find any water source for some reason. Part of it's dying. Here's, here's a beautiful illustration that Jeremiah gives us. He says, you're going to be that tree in the front whose leaves are really green. And your roots are going to go deep. What's the point? Well, you know at West Texas we have, we have winds. We have, <laughs> we have winds, don't we? And sometimes it's rainy and windy, and, and, and my wife thinks that tree's going to go. But you know what? It's so rooted down, it's not going to go anywhere. That's what we need to be like when the storms come. When the West Texas storms come in your life, and they will, you're like a tree planted by the waters. You're strong. You're strong. And, and you, what should I do? Keep looking for the water, the water of the word. The water of the, keep, let your roots go deep. This is what he's saying. He says, it spreads out the roots like a river and will not fear when the heat comes. Exactly. Are we not coming to a time when the heat comes? Oh my gosh, it's hot. It's hot. And it's so funny because we've been in 90 degree temperature all week long and then, on, and then it's going to get cold again. Not cold, cold, but, but not 90. And so I can't turn on the air because I'm going to have to turn on the heater here pretty soon. I just don't know what's going on. But that's what we want to be like. So it doesn't matter that the tribulation's coming. It doesn't matter that the rapture's coming. It does. We just live our lives trusting in Jesus. We live our every day, every day. And what God is calling us to do, guys, is to take the deeper walk with Him. Our pilgrimage set on with Him. Now is not the time to be backsliding, walking backwards. Guys, we should not be pre-tribulation believers, yet living in fear all the time. We should not. What should we do? We must be about our Father's business until He comes to take us to be with Him. While all the judgment befalls the world, we must point to the end times and warn people and lead them to Christ. Lead them to Christ. But can I just tell you this? It'll cost you something. It'll cost you something. It'll cost you time. It'll cost you energy. It'll, you, you'll have to study the Bible, but, but, but people, God, God has called us to, because we'll have to sit there and we'll have to explain. Why? Let me say this, church. Because a simple prayer for somebody to just pray is words alone are sufficient to save. 
And so, hey, you know, pray, pray this prayer. Pray, pray this prayer real quick. Get, and just pray it and then live your life however. That's not salvation. Because we're missing out on one word. And the Bible tells us that we need to repent. We need to change our thoughts. We need to change our directions. We need to, we need to repent from sin. And not a lot of pastors are preaching about repentance these days. Repentance doesn't fill churches. I was talking to Santos out there, and we were talking. He goes, "What? Why? Do, why do you think that our neighbors uh, right across the street there don't come? Why do? You, why? Why do you think they go there and they don't?" Do, and, and again, because because knowing Jesus, there's responsibility, isn't there? Not. You you have to do something with what. Hey, we're going to get to heaven, and you know what the you know what the Father's going to say? Hey, what did you do with my son Jesus? I believed in him. I worshipped him. He was my God. He's my key. Can I see him? <laughs> can, I, can I hug him? And what do you think people are going to do when they, they don't know my Jesus? Wait, 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 but, 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 but come on, help me, church. I, I went to church. That, that's going to be, I went to church. Okay, but what did you do with my son Jesus? I sang in the choir. I gave money. I helped. We've, and, and, and all the things you, you would naturally think of, but all he says is, what did you do with my son Jesus? Oh, I... I invited him as my Lord and my Savior. He's my God. He's my King. And I'm very much in love with him. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Oh, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Well, tonight, we're going to look at the sixth, sixth birth pain. When the one world government becomes a ten ruling kingdom coalition. Let me say that again. When this one world government actually becomes a ten kingdom ruling coalition. Now remember what we talked about last week. We learned according to Daniel chapter 7 in verses 23 and 24, the world would soon become one world government. We use this term, it's called the new world order. Some you'll hear calling it the great reset. When you hear great reset, it's coming back to that. And some others will say, we're, we want to get to the build back better, build back better. You'll hear that. All of these are terms for the one world government. Josh, will you put that, um, will you put that statue up there one more time for me, bud? Okay, see the bottom on the toes? That's going to be the government. All of those governments have already happened. You guys know Babylon. You know the Medo-Persian. You know the Grecian with Alexander the Great. And you know the Roman. The Romans lasted a long, long time. But then there hasn't been anything until the clay and the toes. Now, how many toes are there? Ten. There's ten toes. There's going to be ten kingdoms. Now, this is exactly what Daniel is saying, but here's what you need to know. This is a one-world government. It's going to be mixed with spiritual... Oh, come on, church. It's going to be mixed with spirituality, man, and it's going to be mixed with government. You see, a lot of people today are spiritual. They're looking for spirituality. They, they want, I'm spiritual, but they're missing Jesus. Everything in the universe has its purpose. I don't know about you, but I'm not real big into, I'm sending good thoughts. I'm sending good vibes. Hey, if you have a moment, can you send good vibes? I'm like, no, pray. <laughs> pray to God. Why? I don't know how you send good vibes. 
You know, I, I just think of the Beach Boys, I'm bringing up a good vibration. You know, I, I, I just don't know how you... No, 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 listen. If I need prayer, pray for me. Go to the God in heaven, knock on the door, and pray. That's what we believe. And Daniel says, hey, hey, there's going to be a one-world government that's going to be mixed. A lot of people are looking for spirituality. We need to point them to Jesus. Go with me to Daniel 7, 23 and 24. And he said, thus he said, the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms. It shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it into pieces. Look at verse 24. Ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and the other shall arise after them. These shall be different from the first ones and subdue all three kings. Now, your attention, please, for a second. What's going on in the world today is you can tell that we are trying to form a one-world government, aren't we? You know that's happening. You know it's happening right now. We've turned over our sovereignty, our sovereignty, if you will, to the World Health Organization, the WHO. Okay, so if another pandemic comes that will be under their care, this is the world. Okay, so everybody, and, and, and so you've got, you've got health. This is, this is what we're going to do. This is how, this is what, where you go. Okay, so, so your local officials go, my hands are tied. We have to do what WHO tells us to do. Then you've got, you got currency, you've got money, you've got the, the you know, World Economic Forum, and all of a sudden they're saying, hey, we need to get rid of the dollar. The dollar's not worth very much, it's, and it's digital, so let's, how about we do this? And now they're going to set up all of this in one world currency. One world currency. It used to be you could travel, I don't know how it's going to be when we go to Israel, but it used to be where you can take the American dollar and you can pay, you can pay with cash, and, and they, they gladly accepted it. They actually wanted it. But now, as a matter of fact, even in Israel, they're kind of backing off from the dollar. So what does that mean? You'd actually have to convert it over to the, the Hebrew money. And I think that's what a lot of places in the world are doing and are doing. They're trying to get us into a one world. You understand that, right? But what, what Daniel just said is that from that, from that, these ten nations are going to rise. Okay? So this one world government is going to wreak havoc on the world. And out of this, ten strong nations are going to rise. It's referenced here as ten horns. Everybody understand that? Now, let me, for the sake of our study, give you two schools of thought concerning this verse. Many spiritualize the ten kingdoms. It's, it's spiritual, Pastor. They insist that what happened in this chapter was fulfilled in history up until the time of Jesus, the first advent, and suppose that the ten horns merely represent the multiplicity of kings under the Roman emperor. They believe that the conspicuous horn was Julius Caesar and the other Caesars who su succeeded him. For Calvin, the books were open, verse 10, referred to the preaching of the gospel. That's one school of thought. Now keep this in mind. If there are ten toes in Daniel chapter 2, and there are ten horns in Daniel chapter 7, and ten horns in Revelation 13 and Revelation 17, associated with the rule of the final world ruler, 
there's no good reason to spiritualize what God has already said at least four different places. You go, okay, I got you. That's one school of thought. The second school of thought is this is a literal and future ten horns slash nations are going to arise to rule the world. I believe it's the second. It's going to be very literal and very future. Now, let's go back to Daniel chapter 7, 7 and 8 in your Bibles. He says, After this I saw night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong, had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the other beasts that went before it. And it had ten horns. And I was considering the horns. And there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there, in this horn, were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous words. Now, the fourth beast that Daniel saw says, you know what, i got to be honest with you, it's hard to describe. It's hard to describe it. We know that it was a scary-looking beast, and it had ten horns. Um, Josh, put that up there one more time. You can kind of see it there on the bottom. It's this red-looking thing with ten horns and one in the middle. It's kind of hard to see specifically on these, but, but that's what he's describing. He's seen all of these, but in his vision, he goes, man, I can't even describe that. And, and, and you look at it, and you're like, wow. I mean, it's like, what? A, what a, and, then, and then can you imagine the center horn you know, he's plucked three out, so there's three that are broken, and then you have one starts starts talking, has eyes. I mean, I, 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 he, he has no idea. Well, first and foremost, this would represent the Roman Empire. Now, they rule the world from 146 B.C., remember that, to 476 A.D. 622 years, the Roman Empire ruled the known world. Guess what? They were never conquered. They were never conquered. The Roman Empire at 476 AD, when the city of Rome was attacked, they were attacked by barbarians from the north and the eastern portion. However, the eastern side lasted much longer and remained powerful for centuries. And it was finally extinguished, guess when? 1453 A.D. at the close of the Middle Ages. After that, it was like, oh, nobody's really talking about Rome anymore. You, you understand that. And if you remember, and I'm going to give this to you again, a few weeks ago, we talked about what really happened at 476 A.D. when Rome was somewhat extinguished. You go, what did we talk about? When Rome fell at 476 A.D., it split into 10 separate nations. This is the past. You go, you had the Saxons, originating the English nation. So you have one right there. Then you had the Franks. They went over and they started the French nation. Then you had the Alemanni originating in the German nation. The Visigoths originating in the Spanish nation. The Suvi originating Portuguese nation. The Lombards originating the Italian nation. The Burgundians originating the Swiss nations. Now, that's seven. All of those still exist today. You have the English, French, German, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, Swiss. Now, the Hurley 
H-E-R-U-L-I, well, they disappeared very quickly at 493 A.D. Then you had the Vandals. They disappeared at 534 A.D. And the Ostrogoths disappeared at 538 A.D. So from the time of 476, within how many years would you say? 50 years, three of the nations were gone. That just left seven. This is what happened to Rome. Let me take a moment here and just tell you, if we'll look at Scripture and we'll compare it to history, the Lord is, 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 is I mean, he's so good. He's so good. He's telling us everything we need to know. You can look back in history and go, oh, I see what's happening. You can see that their spirit of Antichrist is already out here. You can see that there have been Antichrist men come through. Wanting to extinguish the Jewish nation. Wanting to extinguish Christians. You see, right now, all the world hates the Jews and the Christian. Do not be surprised in the coming months and the coming years that you're going to be persecuted for your faith. Now, I thank the Lord Jesus that we're in Lubbock, Texas, and we're probably some of the last ones to go, but it's coming. It's coming. So what do you do? Well, do what Paul says, guys. Right now, strengthen your inner man. Build your foundation so solid. Find your roots so deep that when the persecution or the winds or the storms come you will not be moved. You won't be moved. You'll stand strong for Jesus. And even death would not even... I'm ready to go. Let's go, Lord. If I have to die for you, I'll die for you, Lord. But I'm not. I'm not going to be moved in my faith. I want you to think about this for just a moment. The children of Israel when they came out of Egypt, they all stayed together. They were pretty strong. And when they were attacked, they could fight off because they were their strength in numbers. But the Amalekites were hide behind the rocks, and the stragglers, those who were weak, those were the ones that the Amalekites would, take, would pick off. When we're not strong spiritually, we will compromise most easily. And somebody comes in and says, hey, you need to renounce Christ so that you can do this and do that. And Okay, you know, I mean, I'm not really sure about this Jesus anyway. I don't know what, I, I don't know if he's really real or not. I just, uh, you know, I just was brought up in church and I went and I listened to the pastor and so I don't know. Yeah, no problem. If you're saying that I'll eat and I'll have my life back to normal, then I'll do it. And that's going to be a lot of people. And the Amalekites are going to pick off the weak ones. Weak ones. The ones that are straggling. The ones that are not with the group. Oh, I don't have to go to church to be, to be a Christian. No, you don't. But see, the Bible says that we're stronger in numbers. And we've got to be here so that we can encourage and uplift and love each other. The ten nations with three disappearing, 
That took place in the past, but we're going to see it's going to take place in the future. I want you to notice eight again. Go ahead and underline it. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little horn, coming up among them before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there, in this horn, were eyes like the eyes of a man and mouth speaking pompous words. And and here's what I want you to know. Daniel is showing us what the future holds for those who are not followers of Jesus. Something called the revived Roman Empire. You go, why would you say revived? Okay, they use the word revived because remember, the Roman Empire was never conquered. It sort of just flickered out about the Middle Ages. It was like, future, why? Because again, the, the ten horns, once again, Rome was never ruled by ten kings. In its existence, it only had one king at a time. We know them as Caesars or emperors. Now, Daniel tells us that a Roman emperor will have ten ruling kings, then tells us one smaller horn will emerge out of the three horns. So you know who that is. We talked about him. That's the Antichrist. Okay? Now, over in Revelation, we see the same thing. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation 17. We're just going to look at a couple of verses here. Revelation 17, picking it up in verse 12. He says, The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they received authority as kings with the beast for one hour. These have one purpose, and they gave their power and authority to the beast. That's verse 12. Look at verse 17. God has put in their hearts to execute his purpose by having one, having a common purpose, and by giving their kingdoms to the beast until the world, the words of God will be fulfilled. So, a couple of things there, and then we'll jump into the seventh birth pain. You go, what's that? Notice that God is in control of all of these. And even though there are ten kings rising up, and they're going to scare the world to death by their power and authority, it says, the Lord says, no, 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 I'm going to do that until the words of, till my words are fulfilled. And so I, I'm just, I, I take heart there. But we know that something is going to happen very soon. It's called, it's called the rise of the Antichrist. But let's not jump too far, okay? We've talked about the Antichrist, but I want to come back and I want to talk about the Ten Kingdoms. Right now, the world is being trying to form us into one world government. We know that. And we know that according to Daniel 24a, it's going to split up into ten ruling kingdoms. We, we see that. Now, listen, many people speculate the Ten Kingdoms will come from what we call the European Union. We talked about that last week. We talked about that two weeks ago. The European Union started out with just a few. It started out with six. Then it went up, and it's up to, it was up to 28. Now it's back down to 27. So a lot of people go, oh, it's, the, it's all the people in the European Union, which they say a revival of the old Roman Empire is going to come uh, and compose of the ten nations. But I think it gets a little bit more complex than this, a little bit deeper. The fifth birth pang in which we may or may not see is the one world government. We know it's being formed right now. Where's the resistance, church? The resistance is us. The Holy Spirit in us, we're the reason. We're holding, okay, okay. But they're trying very, very hard. Now, if they were to go to your bank account and say, listen, you're 
the money you have in your account isn't worth anything. How about we do this? How about we convert it over digitally and you do it to the you, you do it to the centralized bank and we'll even throw in a few extra hundred dollars for you because you can't use your money anyway. Well, our hands are tied. We go, well, either I don't have any money or I do this. And so all of a sudden you get a nice little card. I don't know if this is the truth, but you get a nice little card in the mail and it says this, and this is what you use to buy groceries. This is what you use. You call up and you go, this is what my house payment's on. And so this is where you start digitally all going. Okay, you go, okay. Our hands are tied with that. If there's another pandemic, if something else happens, and we're under the authority of the World Health Organization, our hands are tied. Our hands are tied. You guys know what happened exactly in March of 2020. You saw exactly what happened when believers got together and said, well, why are we taking this? Why we should take this? And, and, and here's what it, here's, it, 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 they, it worked out perfectly because it was designed to divide. And that's what it did. It divided Christians. It divided us. Well, you're this and you're this. Well, you're that. You're not that. And oh, wait. And 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 it scared. It scared people half to death. And I'll never forget. It scared me to death. It scared me to death. And when I found out Sally, who's sitting right here, was one of the first ones in our church in 2020 to get it, it scared me to death. But it also brought hope because Sally was one of the first ones to get it and kick it and recover. And what they were telling us was not true. That's a whole nother. I'm just getting off on. Uh, what I'm trying to do is paint a picture of, guys, what, what they can do. But right now, we're the resistance. We're the resistance. So we may or may not see the one world, this one world government. We, we might see it, but we know eventually... It's going to be dominated by 10 powerful nations. Now, let me just say this, okay? This is my opinion. This is, it's not scriptural. It's my opinion. I'm off to the side of the pulpit. I'm not sure if it's the entire European Union or they're part of it. I'll let you decide, but that's just my opinion. Let me, let me kind of give them to you as we go through, okay? I don't know if it's going to be uh, the European Union alone. But stay with me, because last week we noted that this was a one-world government, and this could be the future if the people at the World Economic Forum would have their way. Why? Because do you remember we said the World Economic Forum, okay, in Davos, Switzerland, they came back and said, here's our plan. You will own nothing, you will own nothing, and you'll be happy about it. That's their goal. Wow, what about my house? It's not your house, it's their house. Energy will be greened, rationed, and expensive. Travel will be restricted. Even your diet will be controlled. And currency will be digital. Guys, I'm telling you, this is on, this is on their website. Now, here's the one thing they're trying to do. They're trying to control people's behavior. They're trying to control businesses to simply move society in the direction you want it to go. Now... Had I been teaching this in 2015, we'd all go, eh, maybe. But we've actually lived it, haven't we? 
We actually lived it. We actually lived where businesses were controlled. You can't open. We lost so many businesses, so many mom paws went under because of this. We were, our behavior was controlled, was it not? Do you remember? Do you remember? You had to go six feet from anyone at the grocery store and you had to go in a certain direction and you couldn't go down. You could, because maybe you might go, hi, and you'd kill somebody. Well, just me? Now, listen, when I go get groceries, I go up one aisle, I go down the other aisle. I don't know why I do it. Learn from my dad. That's how I do it. That's how I shop. I go every single aisle, whether I need anything or not. I'll go, hey. And, and, and then they try to tell me, follow the arrows. I'm not following. I just go up and down the aisle. But they were trying to control our behavior, weren't they? Remember they put little X's? And so you'd sit there like this with one foot on the X and try to get as close as you can to the other person? No, you didn't do that, did you? That's the point. This is what's going to happen. The Great Reset was unveiled at the Economic Forum where many of the world's powerful people came. We talked about this last week. Offer solutions to the world's problems. Their solution is this, global socialism. And again, terms you need to be aware of, New Green Deal, the Green New Deal, sorry, You'll hear the fourth industrial revolution. That's a term. You'll hear terms like build back better. You'll hear terms like depopulation, survival of the fittest. All of this is online, and it's, it's hidden in plain sight. You can see that. Now, listen. What I want to do with the rest of our time is give you, give you possible 10 kingdoms scenario based upon where the world is headed, okay? So you have to put on your thinking caps so you get this, okay? Remember, we're talking about health. We're talking about health. We're talking about climate change. You ever hear climate change? Oh, oh, ice caps. Are, I mean, all of this with... Oh, man, we're talking about all of this stuff, okay? And so, and so you've got all of these. And, and now what's the big one now? AI, artificial intelligence. That's coming up. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, all of a sudden, we've made leaps and bounds where, what? Are we even talking to a real person? And you know what? Here's the thing. They can manufacture all kinds of falsehoods and make you believe it. Make you believe it. So, again, I don't want you to misunderstand me, church. I'm not saying these are the ten kingdoms. I'm not saying these are, I need to put that several aside so I don't get, um, what I am saying is they're possibly upon their strength and their global agenda, okay? So if you're taking notes before the tribulation, 10 kingdoms will continue into the middle of the tribulation, okay? So you can jot these down. These could, that's the term I'm using, these could be, Rising kingdoms, okay? Number one, China. Number one, China. Why? This is largely due to the economic forecast suggesting, listen, that China will have the world's largest economy by 2030. China, you guys know this. 
How? How would they do this? This is, this is only a few short years away. In recent years, China has made a concerted effort to invest in scientific research. It's also spending an incredible amount on overseas investments, reaching $40 billion. They're going to be economically strong. They're the only ones, too, who can... Produce 200 million man army. Can you think about that? Can you imagine? In the war of Armageddon, they're going to come with 200 million men. If you kill 100 million men, there's still another 100 million men coming after them. That's crazy. But they're investing in their military. They're going to be, could be one of them, could be one of the horns. Let me give you another one. This could, I'm not saying it is, but I want you to jot this down. Brazil. You go, Brazil? Why Brazil? Did you know they're the leader in climate control? Brazil? This country is a world leader in biofuels, which in the case of ethanol can create 90% less emissions than a traditional fossil fuels. Brazil can become a superpower in the future of the world economy on the back of its environmental trailblazing. Can you imagine? There, that, 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 yeah, everybody's going to go, well, what do we do? And they'll step up and go, we've got the answer. We've been working on it. Well, no, we don't do fossil fuel anymore. Well, we can't do electricity because we don't have the power grids to do them, do we? We don't, I mean, everybody goes, oh, well, we, we need, you know, we're going to push, e, you know, electrical vehicles. We're going to push EVs. Come on. But we don't have the electrical grid to do that, guys. We're getting rolling blackouts already. And then now, as the summer months come, you'll get that notice on your phone that says, hey, turn your air conditioner. Don't run it all day long because we don't have the power. You're going to get those ones. So what does it do? Brazil steps up and goes, wait a minute. We don't have to use electricity. We've got this biofuels that you can use, and it's 90%. What? Could be a world leader. Climate change is big. Russia, number three, Russia. You go, of course. Oil and gas. Oil and gas. Russia's big in oil and gas. Now, what you need to do is put an asterisk there because I'm not sure how this plays out with Ezekiel 38 and 39 because we know that they're going to be part of that coming into that military. But could be. But currently reemerging as a global superpower. It is adapted and exerting power and influence. What do you mean? Oh, military power. Involvement in Eastern Europe, Asia, including support of the Syrian president, Bal-Assad. So you've got, you've got Russia? Yes, definitely. Could be a player. You go, what if they get wiped out in Ezekiel 38? They could reemerge. You never know. How about, how about this? How about the USA? No, no, could be. Could be. In my notes, I have question mark, question mark, question mark. Why? Because right now, the United States of America is imploding. It's not exploding, it's imploding internally. Okay? But we do, listen, we do have a 2024 election, which could, could turn things around for the, for the short term. It could. 
we could, we could slow some things down. Does it mean we're going to be in prophecy? Does it mean we're, we're going to be a, a world? But we could be part of the world power. We could be one of the horns that gets uprooted really easy. We could be one of the horns, part of the ten, and the Antichrist goes, watch this. And, and the United States could be. I'm not saying it is. I'm just giving you this sort of thing. You go, why? Why would you think the United States? Because as of today, we, we, have, we still have the largest world economy with just over $20 trillion. And we're leading cultural, economic, and diplomatic influence around the world. Now that's slowly going away. It's going fast, not slow. It's going faster than you know it. But we, we once were, we, we once had this. Could be? I don't know. Let me give you number five. This is a, maybe this. India. India could be one of the horns. And it's easy to see India as a poverty-stricken nation, which is true to the extent, but it hides the full story of the country's full potential. What do you mean? Well, it could be a world superpower. How so? Well, for one thing, the country has underground a massive economic expansion. It has the fast-growing, fastest-growing economy and population. You go, what does that mean? It means there are a lot of people with a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Can you imagine? You have the most people. It could be easily a superpower. Let me give you number six. Could be European Union. Wait, Ben, you said that... No, remember, this is a union of countries and not a country itself. But within the union, you might have a revived Roman Empire in which the Antichrist will rise out of. Remember, the EU has 27 members right now. Some suggest that the EU, had, if they lost 18 members, they could easily be the 10 kingdoms. But think about the world currently living in the World Economic Forum. Think about that. And so some of these countries in, remember we mentioned them several weeks ago, some of these countries were really, really tiny and very hard to be world superpowers, specifically a horn. So the European Union could go, no, we're, we're going to mess. All of us together equals one superpower. Okay. Did you know that France is part of the European Union? And there could be an Antichrist come out of there. Are you saying, I'm not saying, I'm just giving you, let me give you number six, Japan. Japan, how so? Well, banking reforms, urban economics, the IMF, which is the Internal Monetary Fund, this makes Japan more competitive against all other major countries. So they're already ahead of the curve, guys, when it comes to the banking reforms. The banking reforms. And I started thinking about this as far as banks. You realize we really don't have any money. The bank says, Sof goes to the bank and he puts in his check, and the check is a paper form, and they say, okay, thank you, Sof. This will be in your bank account, and it's all digital. He really doesn't have that money. And we think we do. We think it was the old days when we used to go and say, yeah, here's, here's my money, but it's not. It's, it's all digital. It's all in the sky. And they're pulling from here and putting it there. And when you cash a check, they go, well, you, in your account right here, this is what you have digitally, but you really don't have that money. And they could easily shut that down. And banks could easily collapse, couldn't they? We see it happening already. And so what they're, they're, they're encouraging us to do two things. Number one, put your money in smaller banks. You go, well, no, 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 Ben, I have FDIC. 
it's not insured. It's not, it, there's, think about this. If the banks collapse, you have no money. Invest in gold. Those are the two things. But Japan is leading the way. Let me give you another one real quick. How about this? Canada. Guess what? Canada is one of the leaders in artificial intelligence. Machine learning and neutral nets are the AI modeled in the human brain. The human brain. Think about what AI wants to do. AI wants to put something in the back of your brain to where you don't even have to order anything. You just think about it and Domino's brings you a pizza. That's what they want to do. That's how they want to get it. But remember, the Antichrist in Revelation says this. It says that he's want to change times and seasons. Remember we talked about that, times and seasons? In other words, he wants us to forget our past. He wants us to forget all of the things. So what happens is artificial intelligence are going to come up and they're going to make us forget all of our history. And when, and when a nation forgets its history, guess what? It falls. Thank you. Yes. But all of a sudden, you have kids learning and you've got some artificial intelligent teachers, computers, whatever it might be, and they start asking about the Holocaust. They start asking about this, and, and the AI comes and says, there was no such thing. I'm sorry, you're mistaken, but none of my research in history says that there ever was a Holocaust. See, he wants to change times and seasons. And so our kids, our grandkids, grow up going, Mom, there were ever... No, no, we've been to the museum. We've, we've seen the shoes of the little ones that were killed. We've experienced that. All the stuff about, about world history, all the stuff, the United States history, all of our, all of our um, state history, it's changed. It's changed. If you don't have any history and you don't have any pride, and I mean pride in a good way, and you start to believe that, you'll fight for nothing. There'll be nothing to fight for. All of, our, all of our dads and our uncles and our grandpas and our great-grandpas who fought for our freedom, well, there was never those wars. There was never a World War II. There was never, and, and they're going to change times. You understand, this is what artificial intelligence is going to do. Number nine, South Korea. Why South Korea? Well, I found out that they're, they're, they have the world's largest technology. South Korea is the world technology hub. It's home to some of the world's best-known brands, Samsung, Hyundai. I mean, all of this, they're just really good at technology. Let me give you number 10. Israel. Why? Do you know that Israel is leading the world in research and intelligence? I mean, their apps and, and everything, I mean, it's just unbelievable. But not only that, Israel is also leading the way in food production. They've learned to grow, they've learned to grow melons in the desert. They've learned to... They, you, you, you've got to go to Israel now and see how flush and how fertile this, the whole land. It used to be desolate. It used to be dry. It used to be dirt. And all of a sudden, man, God sent the rains, and now they're growing bananas, and they're like, oh, that's a thing of banana. And I mean, they, they don't, they have so much food that they can't even export it. Why? Because people don't want to deal with Israel, and they don't want their food. 
But if there's a great famine, guess what happens all of a sudden in Israel? Now, out of these ten, three of them are going to be plucked up. Who could they be? Who could they be? Let me say this, okay? I want to make sure you guys don't leave here. I don't know who the ten kingdoms will be. If you happen to stick around, you can, you can bash me then. If I'm not here, you can go, oh, he was wrong. Oh, he was wrong. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. These are ones that are just leading the way today. That doesn't mean that another world power will, will stick up. What I do know is during the Ten Kingdom rule, three countries are going to be ousted by the Antichrist. Now, for the sake of our time, oh, we're running out of time real quick. Let me just give them to you again real quick. Tell me who you think the three would be ousted. China? Brazil? Russia? Maybe. Uh, USA? Yeah, possibly. India? Yeah. The European Union? Japan? Yeah, they're smaller. We'll take them out. Canada? South Korea? Or Israel? We don't know, do we? We don't know. Well, Ben, you said you didn't even know if those are the ones. No, I don't know, but I know the Antichrist is coming. Okay. Lots to think about. Let me close. Let us be reminded, again, here's the encouragement. We won't be here to see the fulfillment of any of this. Nothing is written there regarding the tribulation has anything to do with us. Neither beast, nor the mark of the beast, are going to be part of our lives. So here's the point. Don't be looking for the Antichrist. Be looking for Jesus Christ. Make sure you've put your faith and trust in Christ if you've believed and confessed in your heart, with your mouth, you'll be saved. You'll be saved. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. We looked at these. We talked in depth. Lord, we got some application. And God, now we just pray. We pray, Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts, Lord. Let us, to, let us just internalize this. Thank you for Daniel's dream. You've told us, you've told us in the gospel that we know when the clouds are coming, we know when it's going to rain, we know when it's going to be windy, we know when it's going to be a hot sunny day. And yet we should not shake our heads knowing that the time is ripe for the return of Christ. So Lord, would you forgive us of our sin? Would you cleanse us from all unrighteousness and ungodliness? Would you bring us to a place where you would strengthen us internally? Lord, we love you. We love you, we love you. We give our hearts to you. Lord, this is more than just information, Lord. This is the word of God, holy and true. So, Lord, come quickly. But may we live the words of Paul. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. So, Lord, while we're here, we've got a lot of work to do. And if you take us home soon, amen and hallelujah. Jesus' name we We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to hear from you and see you in person at the church. You can find our contact information, location, and even give a donation at calvarychapellubbock.church. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family.